Cruise Radio is brought to you by InsureMyTrip.com. Travel insurance done right from the people who know travel insurance. Find out more at InsureMyTrip.com. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Broadcasting from the InsureMyTrip.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? I'm Doug Parker. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on Cruise Radio. Big show today. We just returned from Carnival Ecstasy, where we did a Carnival Live broadcast last week. Cruise expert Sherry Laskin of CruiseMaven.com is going to give her review of Carnival Ecstasy. But first, Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy. Hello, Stuart. Hey, Doug. How's it going? Good, man. So the newest cruise ship in the world is out. What's the latest? Well, uh, Regal Princess has been, uh, let's say she's been stretching her sea legs, Doug. All right. She uh, left um, Montfalcone, Italy on the 15th of May. Uh, she spent a couple days in Trieste, Italy, uh, went to uh, Cator, uh, Montenegro, and she's uh, spent the last couple days at sea uh, on her way into Venice. So uh, she'll get there uh, today, um, and then uh, her first cruise is on May the 20th. Very good. And her first cruise, is it a revenue cruise, and it where is, is it a, to? It is a revenue cruise. That is the very first uh, revenue cruise that uh, Regal Princess will be doing. And uh, you know, a lot of people are, are really looking forward to uh, the shift. That uh, they, They've made some nice improvements over Royal. Awesome. Well, looking forward to that. Uh, in other new cruise ship news, looks like the keel was laid for the third Oasis-class ship. Uh, what's the latest with this ship? Well, they, they did lower the you know the first 1,000-ton block, which, uh, from my understanding, Doug, it was the largest keel um, essentially ever laid for a, a passenger ship. Nice. Which is for good reason, because she is going to be the largest cruise ship ever built. She'll be slightly larger than her sister's Oasis in Allure. She'll be <laughs> wow. 227,000. 700 tons. Nice. She's going to be a big girl. Is there any truth to the rumor that they've ordered a fourth Oasis-class ship? Doug, there, there was so much excitement around the third uh, when they were laying the keel, which, uh, you know, they started construction a while ago. The keel is like, you know, a main section of the ship that they start to, you know, build out from. And uh, they did order a fourth Oasis-class <laughs> ship. Uh, Oasis 3 will be out in 2016, and Oasis 4 will be out in 2018. Are these ships still costing $1.1 billion? No, Doug. Uh, these, these ships are actually costing uh, about $1.4 billion. <laughs> so these are, these are some very, very expensive uh, ships. And, uh, but you know, the, evidently the demand's there. And like I said, I, I do not, I, I actually believe that one of these uh, ships will head to uh, China. Back to the U.S. soil here. Three U.S. senators asking uh, for the Coast Guard to publish cruise ship safety, uh, what, reports or records? What are your thoughts on this? Well, Doug, I, I think, unfortunately, it, you know, I guess you could look at it as kind of grandstanding. Mm-hmm. I mean, do we have, do we have access to health uh, and, and safety reports on hotels right. and, and restaurants? Uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, they're, they're, they're essentially, they're, there's not a problem. Right. And, okay, you said it's great that the Coast Guard does their routine inspections. We know what the, you know, the CDC makes their inspections, but, you know, some information, there's, there's, you know, Doug, there's too much information out there. And then you have, you know, these, these wonderful um, rating services mm-hmm. that like to go out there and, you know, based on a, a CDC uh, report, I mean, you're, you're telling, you're, you're actually factoring that into your review as far as whether pa- people should be sailing on that ship or not. 
hmm. which is preposterous. Sometimes, look, I mean, you can have, you know, the, the best ship in the world could wind up having a bad day and, and got a failing grade, made, made amends, made changes, and then you're, you're wanna, wanting to factor that into whether or not people should sail on a particular ship. That's ridiculous. Queen Elizabeth heading to dry dock. Uh, any big changes, or is, just, uh, is this just routine? Well, this will be her first dry dock that she's ever been since, mm-hmm. uh, you know, debuting in, in 2010. Okay. There are some safety uh, upgrades that they were, they're making. They're going to be doing some remodeling to the casino. They're going to be adding some uh, Ocean View uh, single staterooms. You know, they're going to have, uh, you know, one inside. Some upgrades to the restaurants. You know, some audio. I mean, just some, some kind of routine stuff that they're doing to upgrade the ship. It's a really terrific ship. That's one sleek liner there, that uh, Queen Elizabeth. Uh, yeah, you said ship. Yeah, you said she's going to be retrofitted with some solo staterooms. Now, when it, uh, ships do this, is there still a double occupancy, or do they kind of waive that? No, no on, on those on the single cabins, it's, it's, it will be priced for just one person. But at the end of the day, is it really double occupancy, or is well, it cheaper? Doug, it could be like, like with on NCL, for example, that uh, sometimes you may wind up being able to get a double cabin for less money than a single cabin. So it's always a good idea to check both ways to make sure that uh, you're getting the best price. And uh, some news right here in our own backyard. Looks like uh, Carnival just re-signed with the Port of Jacksonville for another year, and I think it's an option for an additional year. What are your thoughts on this? Well, Doug, it's, it's, it's interesting in that it's still, you know, they're still going on the year-to-year. You know, for, for many years, the cloud of uncertainty has been hanging over Jacksonville, you know, as far as a, a home port with, with no knowledge of where, you know, if you remember years ago, they, were, you know, they, they told Carnival, well, we're kicking you out of your terminal because we, we sold the land to some shipping company. And, and then since then, they've had no place to put them. They, they were looking at Mayport. They thought it was going to be there. Uh, there was, you know, a bit of an uprising with the natives there, and uh, I mean, nothing's really been settled. So I guess it's just kind of like on a year-to-year basis. So I guess they'll just continue on the the year-to-year contract until Jacksonville figures out uh, what it wants to do, or Carnival just gets uh, tired of the uncertainty and figures they they may want to move somewhere else. But it's a great location for them. It's great for Jacksonville. And I, I hope they can, fi- you know, finally figure out the uh, the permanent status. Yep. So uh, as we say in the industry, stay tuned. Uh, so Stuart, you were quoted in the Miami Herald over the weekend uh, when you were saying why you should use a travel agent when booking. But for listeners wanting to know, uh, what's your support for that? It's great. It's so, it's so important to have a friend in the business. Mm-hmm. You need someone that is is knowledgeable and can represent your interests and advocate for you. Uh, with the cruise line, if, if there's a problem, when you when you book direct, you've got no one to advocate uh, for you if there's a problem. Right, and it's it's so important to ask questions like you know to ask your your agent. I mean, how many cruises have you been on? Mm-hmm. Um, if if they've never cruised, you know, then you know they're really just kind of an order taker. Uh, I mean, this is a little more than just you know flying from airport to airport. I mean, this is three, four, or seven days of your life, and you want to make sure that you get the right ship the right cabin, and the right price that fits your needs. Right. And, you know, having a really good, experienced agent uh, advocating on your behalf is, is definitely the best move because, you know, like, like I said, this is not, a, this is not a, an airline, uh, you know, just a, just a flight. This is, this is a lot of your time, and it really is an investment. I mean, you've worked hard for this vacation. You want to do everything you can to make sure it, it goes off perfectly. Now, I mean, break that down some more, though. When you say advocating on your behalf, are you talking about, like, with price drops, or what do you mean? Well, it, it could be price drops. It could be pr- 
problems. It could be upgrades. You may have, uh, you know, certain uh, upgrades or, or you may have certain deals or, you know, there, there could be a problem with the booking, Doug, that uh, goes wrong. Let's say you didn't make your final payment and the cruise line canceled your reservation. You know, if you did book with a cruise line, hey, terribly sorry. Uh, unfortunately, there's nothing left. Mm-hmm. When an agent can get in there and make some phone calls, and do it, you know, and, and more than likely get it reinstated. Very good. We've been talking with Stuart Shearer on The Cruise Guy, found at cruiseguy.com. Thank you, man. My pleasure, Doug. How many times have you said, that'll never happen to us? Vacations are a big investment with both time and money, and they should be protected. For over a decade, InsureMyTrip.com has been the online travel insurance leader, offering the best plans from the most trusted providers. Our licensed and award-winning customer service team makes sure you have the right coverage for your travel. To find out why over 98% of travelers would recommend InsureMyTrip, visit InsureMyTrip.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. You're listening to Cruise Radio, part of the iHeartRadio Talk Network. We always love to hear your cruise reviews. If you have one, just shoot us an email, comments at cruiseradio.net, like Sherry Laskin did from cruisemaven.com. She is going to talk to us all about the mighty. Carnival Ecstasy. Hi, Sherry. Hey, Doug. How's it going tonight? Good. I'm saying Mighty Carnival Ecstasy because wasn't this ship launched like in 1991? It was, and it's been around the block a few times, but it's looking really great now. Yeah, and it's still running uh, pretty strong out of Miami. Three and four night cruises, right? Three and four nights, yes. Yeah, very good. So uh, what made you want to go on Carnival Ecstasy? Well, you've heard about the new Carnival Live, oh, haven't you? Oh, we love it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the main draw. I wanted to see how, uh, how, how it all came together, and um, not being a, you know, I'm just learning the ins and outs of country music, and I didn't really know much about Martina McBride, but uh, I thought, you know, she's done a lot of women, women-oriented songs, I guess you can call them, empowering. Yeah. So I thought this would be a great opportunity to check out the ecstasy, check out Carnival Live, and get to hear Martina McBride. What did you think? Uh, we'll get to the ecstasy review in a minute. But what did sure. you think of Carnival Live in the VIP experience? It's incredible. Yeah. I mean, it really is. You know, it's 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 such a, an opportunity to get up close and personal, almost with the entertainers. In mm-hmm. this case, obviously Martina McBride. But yeah, I mean, for for the amount of money that it costs, what's it? A hundred dollars for most of the shows, yeah. maybe a hundred and twenty well, yeah, for the, the VIP. Yeah, an actual ticket is between twenty and forty, and then the VIP experience, depending on the artist, is uh, between a hundred and a hundred and fifty. Yeah, oh, up to one hundred and fifty. Okay, yeah. right, and you know, it depends on, like you said, who's the artist. But for, in this case, it was uh, $100 for the VIP ticket. And uh, yeah, I think it, from the comments that I heard from people, it was worth every penny. I mean, they got champagne. They got to meet her before the show. Photo, they got a complimentary lanyard. photo. Yeah, yeah. Lanyard, the, the badge that says VIP. I mean, it's all really neat stuff that they get. And I think... Uh, 
Carnival's on to something. Yeah, totally. If you want to hear about Carnival Live, listen to our episode from last week where we taped the board Carnival Ecstasy. Uh, so, Sherry, back to uh, Carnival Ecstasy. What were your thoughts of embarkation, <laughs> and how did it flow for you? It's amazing because they're building that tunnel um, down the port in Miami, mm-hmm. and so it's it's the the approach is a little bit ripped up, but it's getting so much better. Actually, from the time I parked my car in a surface lot, not up in a structure. Till I was in my cabin was less than 25 minutes. Wow. It just went one, two, three, and I was on the ship. It was great. When do you like to board a cruise ship, early or late? You know, I've always been, well, you probably know, I'm always the late person, um, mainly because, you know, I don't get on there for the brunch, and I really, you know, it's beginning another trip, and, and there'll be plenty of time to, to have Lido brunches, so I just usually try to... Oh, cruise in, you know, 3 o'clock. Whenever they say is the cutoff time, I'm usually there a couple minutes before. And you mentioned you don't like to get on to catch the brunch and stuff, and that's because you're drinking mimosas on the ride down, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, not if I'm driving. (laughs) But I did have a new drink. I did have a new cocktail on Carnival that I uh, learned how to duplicate at home. (laughs) Which one was that? It was called the Cruiser. Okay. Yeah, I, I think Amadeus had that. Did he have that? And, um, one of the other women in, in our group um, had that. I said, what is that? And, and the waiter said it's called a cruiser. I said, okay, I'll try that. And so uh, tonight I went out and bought <laughs> organic cranberry juice, pineapple juice, and orange juice, and non-organic vodka and rum. And um, it's really a tasty little drink. So thank you, Carnival. Which you started <laughs> drinking at 6 o'clock, and it's now 945, so we know where this interview is going. <laughs> um, so what were your first impressions when you boarded the uh, the main area, the main atrium of Carnival Ecstasy? It looks a lot toned down from what I had remembered. Um, I was on the ship um, when she came into Port Canaveral after a $20 million refurbishment, and that was in, uh, when did I go in there? Uh, I think it was March of, somewhere like March of 2012. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a little more neon-y. I'm sure it's exactly the same, but it didn't strike me the same this time as it did back then. People, it wasn't jam-packed and crowded. And what mm-hmm. time did I board? I got there about 2 o'clock, I think. It was just a nice experience. Very nice. So uh, you make your way through the atrium and you go up to your stateroom. So first off, what kind of stateroom did you have? And what were your impressions of your stateroom? Okay, well, I was in one of the, they they recently, when they did this refurbishment, they uh, added balconies, and I was in the, all the way aft mm-hmm. uh, with a, with a balcony, and uh, it was, I was really surprised. The balcony was wider than I had thought it would be. Not only were there two upright chairs and a teeny tiny table, there was a third chair that you could, um, you know, lean the back down on. Mm-hmm. So you can actually relax and use the other chair to prop your feet up if you wanted. Um, the room had been refurbished really nicely. It's more of a peach tone. The clunky old televisions are gone. It's all flat panel, and uh, the bathrooms have been overhauled, brand-new shower curtains. Um, of course, like all the other um, mass-market cruise lines, they now have those pump shampoo and soaps on the wall in the shower. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I always tell people, if you, if you don't like using whatever that might be in those containers, bring your own. Carnival does furnish soap. They're little bars, and they're actually pretty nice. But I've been on some cruises where they don't even furnish bar soap anymore. Well, let's <laughs> talk about the food options on Carnival, uh, what was the ship, Ecstasy. It's funny, I keep saying Ecstasy, and we were walking around Key West, and people were like, what ship are you on? I'm like, I'm on Ecstasy. Yeah. They're, they're like, no, no. What cruise ship are you on? I'm like, oh, sorry, <laughs> Carnival Ecstasy. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you have to preface it with Carnival. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so the food options, there's really not much on there because 
It is an older ship from 91, so you have the Lido deck area, you have the hamburger joint and the main dining room pretty much, little deli in the back and all that. But what were your thoughts of the food, and did anything really stick out to you? One thing I was really happy to see, uh, they brought, you know, there wasn't a lot of the 2.0 dining um, concepts on it, basically because there's no room. But they did convert the old sushi bar to a taste bar. My couple visits there, even though they don't have the restaurants on that ship, for example, the Blue Iguana, mm-hmm. um, one night they were, they were serving little appetizers, and these are all complimentary, as you know. Um, and they had little appetizers from the Blue Iguana, so should someone go on one of the ships with the Blue Iguana uh, bar, yeah. Yeah, then uh, you know, they know what they're doing. So it's a little temptation. Yeah. So I, I liked having the, the taste bar concept on there. Um, I was really happy to see, I probably told you, the, as you know, the pizza bar is still in the back of the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, and they still have the, the made-to-order Caesar salads. That really made your cruise. <laughs> it did, didn't it? <laughs> How about the food? And, and I asked them, to, they also make one of the pizzas, and we didn't try it. It's a prosciutto and arugula. Mm-hmm. Um, so... When I got my Caesar salad, I said, could you put some of that arugula on top of it, too? So I had a really nice salad. They're like, okay, lady, if you will promise us, you'll go away. <laughs> I know. It's like, <laughs> can I have this? Can I have that? What did you think about the food in the main dining room? I thought it was really good. I think the trend now, and I'm sure you, you've, you've said it or you'll agree with me, is, you know, the dining room isn't the ooh-la-la experience that it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, although, speaking of ooh-la-la, the escargot were quite good. Yes. But, but uh, I think, you know, they really want, I think the cruise lines really want people out and about and going to the specialty restaurants or the other complimentary restaurants besides the main dining room. And I think a lot of the um, finer dishes maybe are going to the steakhouses and mm-hmm. things like that. Although I think you had a steak. Didn't you order a steak or something and it was excellent? Yeah, I had I a steak one night. I had a uh, meatloaf one night, fried chicken one night, and the other night we didn't eat in there. We had the uh, Lido because it was Martina McBride night. Oh, that was our pizza splurge after the show yes. night. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. The, uh, the food on Ecstasy was really good. Let's talk about the entertainment on board now. Uh, minus- oh, wait, 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 wait. I have one more thing to add, okay. if I could. Um, the Indian food in the dining room mm-hmm. was superb. I live vicariously through you. So let's go to the entertainment now, unless you want to yes, Unless you want to talk about food some more. I can always talk about food, okay, but let's good. go to the entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so mine is Carnival Live, because that's only on select sailings. I think 49 sailings in uh, 2014. Yes. Uh, what did you think of the entertainment on board the ship? Well, along with that Carnival Live thing, you know, it's really nice to see that they're going back to a lot more intensive live music throughout the ship. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just these... Uh, little rinky-dink uh, combos and, and things, but they've got some great music. You can wander around. There's someone in the atrium. There was someone in the in the promenade. There was someone up at the pool. It's all live, and it's really they're really investing a lot in uh, the live music on their ships, and it was really nice to see that on the Ecstasy. Yeah, that was uh, they, heard, they had a couple of acoustic guitar players on there that yeah. they gave me goosebumps just sitting there listening to them. It was just really, really good. And that was in the uh, in the atrium. Main atrium, good, yeah. Yes, yeah, and it just sort of the the sound just echoed throughout the the stories. It was really nice. Let's talk about the outdoor areas because this is always so subjective okay. uh, on sea days. What was your thoughts of the outdoor area uh, as far as the passenger to deck chair ratio in the space aboard Carnival Ecstasy? I think there was a room. There was room. The pools were crowded. Mm-hmm. I have to say that. But then the pools usually are crowded on sea days, you know. And there weren't a lot of children. And we we went. Uh, 
midweek, if I recall. <laughs> it's a blur. Right. <laughs> but uh, um, the water slide, uh, you know, it's a, it's a mini version, the waterworks of, of the big breeze one and the one on the sunshine. But there was no waiting. The little kids were just scrambling up and sliding down, and I think they had a great time because they didn't have to, you know, wait for their turn. They could just keep going and going. So that was a nice thing. And um, the Serenity area for adults only, um, it seemed whenever I peeked over the railing to see what was going on there, there were empty chairs. There's so much going on inside and outside that, you know, if you want a chair on the main Lido deck by the pool, you can get it. If you want a chair... Anywhere, and there's some little hidden areas. If you just start exploring and, and yeah. walk the outside, there's a lot of little hidden areas. You can go up to the all the way forward, and there's some chairs there. You can just stand and look out on the, over the railing. I like how you glossed over that, uh, peeked over the side oh. to look at this serenity area. What were you really looking at it down there? <laughs> I, you know, as, <laughs> as the words were coming out of my mouth, I knew you would find something. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> You're such a weirdo. Yeah, the outdoor areas, uh, they, I felt like they had plenty of space uh, for the time I was out there during the uh, the cruise. And the ports we hit, we hit Cozumel and Key West on this sailing. So uh, which one really stuck out with you? Gosh, they were both, they were, well, we had such great weather. I mean, it was exceptionally beautiful. Um, Key West was fun. Uh, I didn't do all the, you know, any of the planned activities except to hang around with a couple guys that, <laughs> Walking around Duval Street, a couple of lushes. <laughs> yeah, someone had to keep you guys in a straight line. <laughs> I mean, and then, uh, but uh, in uh, where was it? In Cozumel, we for the first time I went to Isla Pasión or Passion Island, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it is not an island. Actually, I did map it out when I got home. Did you know that? Oh wow, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's actually um, a little peninsula on the north coast of Cozumel. So, in in effect, if you had a vehicle, you probably could drive there. I know you could drive there, but we, you know, we had the ferry boat that um, took forty minutes to go around the outside. But it was a beautiful ride and a lot of fun. And I would truly recommend uh, someone taking the um, Passion Island shore excursion. I think it's a great beach day, great food. Food was good. The drinks were free. The bathrooms were exceptionally clean. So, you know, what more do you want? <laughs> I like the fact that we get, we're in Key West walking down Duval Street, and we go to this place called Willie T's, uh, two for ten margaritas. And so we ordered two of them, uh, my friend and I. And we're like, do you want one? You're like, it's 10 o'clock in the morning. I am not <laughs> drinking a margarita. We're like, okay, hell with you then. Just but two then of them. Someone did get a Bloody Mary, didn't they? Yes, you finally did around ten thirty. You had to, yeah. you had to ease yeah, well, into it, I guess, right? That's right. Bloody Marys are kind of like breakfast. Yeah, oh, there you go. You got all your nutrients there, and the that's right. the <laughs> vodka that you're sipping on right now. Um, so uh, as far as uh, been there, done that tips or some first time tips for Carnival Ecstasy, uh, what do you have? Be prepared. You know, one thing I did notice, uh, and I don't tell people to bring these because. Wait, let's let's cut that out, Doug. I was going to say there's only one plug in the stateroom and bring a, uh, a a power strip, but I don't want to put that in there. That's no, it, it's true. I mean, I wish I had a power strip. Yeah, I mean, there was really it was you know I had to take turns with uh, plugging things in, but you know I, as long as you unplug it before you leave your room. But are, are we recording right now? You, you know what? When you tell me, I'm just going to tell you this. When you tell me to take things out, you know I really yeah. don't, right? So just keep <laughs> That's what talking. I was afraid of. Go upstairs and try the little putt-putt golf. It's not really too crowded, um, especially if, if you like to do that kind of thing with, with people. I'm not a putt-putt golf person, but everybody up there seemed to be having fun. 
What? Do you play putt-putt golf? <laughs> no, but is that your best tip you have is play putt-putt golf on <laughs> no. the top of the ship? Like, do you have anything else? Isn't it terrible? Oh, my it God. It is. Well, okay. you've been on so many cruises, that's why. Uh, I, I know. I, I never do that. What was one of, my, one of my favorite things to do on the expedition? Okay, while you're thinking about it, I'm going to say this. Uh, you can bring on uh, stuff in ports. So I'm not saying alcohol, but if you want to go to the CVS or a Walgreens, if you hit Key West or the yep. local shop in Cozumel, what's their Walmart called there in Cozumel? Oh, Sherry? if you go, in, yeah, we weren't right in front of it, but it's called Mega. Yeah, if you go to Mega, you could bring on like bottled waters or Cokes yeah. or whatever you want for the rest of your voyage so you're not spending like three ninety five dollars a soda. So that's my tip. Uh, you can bring stuff on, long as it's not booze. Uh, did you think of anything yet, Sherry, or should I keep talking? <laughs> oh gosh, golly! Um, I had them all thought out in my head, and I just just drew a blank. What else is really well? You didn't say talk about the ports. What you can do in the ports for fun, out of the way things. Though, I'm right? not. I'm not going to stall you anymore. We've been talking with <laughs> Sherry Laskin from CruiseMaven.com. If oh, you want to no. find out some tips for Carnival Ecstasy. Just head to our website or head to the show notes at cruiseradio.net. Sherry, it's always fun having you on the show. Thank you so much. (laughs) I'll think of a few and get them back to you. (laughs) Thanks, Thanks, Doug. Bye. And thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. If you want to catch us online, go to cruiseradio.net or check out uh, facebook.com slash cruiseradio. As always, all the links to our interviews and news stories can be found in the show notes at cruiseradio.net. From the insuremytrip.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Doug Parker, and this is Cruise Radio. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the insuremytrip.com studios. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at cruiseradio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.